Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where we look for the meaning in every book. I'm Jeanette. I'm Susan. So how are you doing, Susan? I am good. Uh, Things have been a little quiet, um, but I am now getting ready for my sister's wedding in a couple weeks, so I'm prepping for that. (laughs) That's so exciting. I know. I just took my dress in to get altered. Um, Emily got a haircut. I'm going to get a haircut, so it's all underway. Um, And to top it all off, I got sucked into a video game the past couple weeks, so I really haven't been reading. (laughs) Aw, bad book nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But it was so good. (laughs) That's fun. Which game? Um, It was called um, Unfolded Tearaway. Um, The whole world is built in paper. And you have to, like, go through this world and, like, solve these puzzles to get through it. Oh, my gosh. It's so addicting. It's so good. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that even though you haven't been reading books, your game still involves paper. So I feel like you get your book <laughs> nerd credit Thank back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and how are you, Jeanette? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much has been going on. Um, it's good stuff, mostly. Um, Mare and I went to a publishing event for Putnam a couple of weeks ago. Mm, so that was right. a lot of fun. And I got a bunch of arcs that I'm going to get to talk about in our general book talk today. Um, And now it's spring break. By the time listeners are hearing this, it'll be the end of spring break. Um, But my dad's in town and he's going to help me get a lot done on the to-do list. Yay! So that's awesome, (laughs) including reading. Mm -hmm. And then also new uh, baby in the family. So shout out to my brother-in-law and his wife because they are now new parents. Oh, yay. More yeah. babies. <laughs> More babies. Baby dinosaur is no longer the youngest Aww. in the family. That's okay. She's still adorable. So She's still adorable and she's taking yep. it very well, very yes, cutely. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Too cute. <laughs> so then Jeanette, tell me about these Putnam books. <laughs> okay. Well, I... I have so many arcs. I'm drowning in arcs. It's so much fun. (laughs) Um, So from the Putnam event, uh, we got three books. One is The Light We Lost by Jill Santapolo. And that one is about the breakdown of a relationship, from what I understand, Hmm. Um, which is really interesting given the book that we're going to be talking about today. Um, (laughs) I think it's going to be a nice parallel. Yeah. Um, So the other one is Touch by Courtney Mom, and that one is about um, a woman who's, like, one of those, like, trend forecasters, and she, like, realizes, like, the next thing is all about, like, human connection Hmm. instead of, like, things continuously going more digital Mm -hmm. in in the world. So that one sounds really cool, too. Um, And the last one is Hum If You Know the Words, uh, or Hum If You Don't Know the Words, sorry, and... That is by Bianca Moraes, and it's about a woman who is searching for her daughter while at the same time acting as a caretaker for this little girl in South Africa during the apartheid. Um, All of these books sounded so cool, and the authors were super, super nice. Nice. Um, So I'm looking forward to reading that. So thanks to Putnam for those three. I'm also working on The Best of Adam Sharp, which is one that was sent Uh, to me by St. Martin's Press. And that one is about a guy who had this romance with a woman while he was on a temporary consulting job in Australia. And now 20 years later, she's reaching out to him. So he's at the same time as he's trying to figure out what to do with 
this contact that she's made. She He's also looking back on the relationship that they had in Australia 20 years ago. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm interested. But it got yeah. such mixed reviews. So I was like, mm, Yeah. It was, so far, it's really interesting. Um, it's by the same person who wrote um, The Rosie Project, right. Graham Simpson. Um, so I already knew that I was going to like the writing. It's very music-oriented. That's my um, kind of book. <laughs> yeah, he like is always referencing songs and like certain concepts and music he learned from his father. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool because he, pe- along with being a consultant, he also plays the piano, which is how he meets this woman. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Nice. They all and sound of course, really interesting. Yeah, it does. It's super interesting. And of course, I started it right after I finished Heartless, which is not an arc. I was just reading that for fun. Um, but it's that one's about Alice in Wonderland. So I'm having like right. severe book whiplash from going oh. from fantasy to like reality <laughs> of ro- uh, short-term romance. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sometimes you need that though, you know, like you need oh, yeah. like, just a completely different book from the previous book that you've read. <laughs> yeah. I, it was just really, really funny because like ended one book and I'm like mm-hmm. I still feel like reading I'm right. on vacation so I right. picked up the next one I'm like whoa <laughs> I just left Wonderland and now I'm in Australia in a right. bar nice <laughs> so That's yeah funny. such great books so thanks to um St. Martin's Press for that one so I'll nice. keep you guys updated or check out my Goodreads page because I'm gonna have a lot of reviews coming out over the next few weeks because mm-hmm. all these books come out this year mm, um, right most of them come out in May, and one of them comes out in July. That's Humph, You Don't Know the Words. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll nice. be uh, there'll be reviews, and uh, you'll know if you should go out and pick them up, and I suspect you should. <laughs> Just so many books coming out. I cannot keep up. <laughs> I know. Well, you've been doing a lot of reading. What have you been up to? Well, I just finished March, book three, um, yes. by John Lewis, and it was phenomenal. Wasn't it good? Yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, we need this in our library. Like I am getting these graphic novels because we don't, we're very, very digital family. So a lot of things, a lot of my books are eBooks. Um, but I told him like, we're getting these books and they're like sitting on a bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) So he agreed because I told him he needed to read it. Um, and he didn't read them in time because I had to return them to the library this past week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just finished that. Uh, and I started An Extraordinary Union by Alyssa Cole. Um, uh, it's a romance novel uh, in, during the Civil War time. Um, this young black woman is a spy and she meets this man who also happens to be a spy and... Um, shenanigans happen. I, I, I just got to them being introduced. So, <laughs> so you don't um, know what kind of shenanigans yet. Exactly. You know they're coming. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they, it's gotten good reviews. Um, they mentioned it on all, all the books, I think one of the book riot podcasts, I can't remember which one. Um, and so it's gotten like really good reviews and I don't read a lot of romance. Um, so I, I figured this was a good one to dive into, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so far, so I'm listening to the audio book. So, so far so good, but the narrator is a little, she's reading a little too slowly. So (laughs) you can Um, always speed that up. Yeah, I might, I might have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then for Harry Potter chapter day, uh, we're on to Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix. I can't believe you're there already. I know, right? Especially only going a chapter a day. It doesn't feel like it's been that time. 
yeah, I feel like it would take forever, but no, no, we're already on Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun, um, getting back into Harry Potter though. It's just, I love these books so much. So. Oh yeah. It's always good for a reread. Whenever oh, I is. actually finish unpacking my library books, one of my to-do list items this week, mm-hmm. I might want to do a reread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> it always is. Yep. So those are my books. <laughs> Um, and with all the books that we have on our TBR <laughs> currently <laughs> reading, <laughs> um, we need an update here on our Mad Lips challenge. We're at the halfway point. Do um, we really? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not doing so well? <laughs> well, it's my own fault. All right. I admit this. I chose for person's name, I chose David Copperfield, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a long book mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. But it's just all these other books keep popping up. And so I'll read a few chapters of David Copperfield and then I'll stop and read another book. And so I'm not quite as uh, I'm not quite as far as I would expect to be at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm about three books in. I've gotten. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I've gotten my weapon done, which I know for a lot of people was uh, one of the harder ones. Mm-hmm. But I got that one done. I got my adjective done because that's why I wanted to make sure I got Heartless done before I started oh, all my arcs. Right. And so I'm about halfway through David Copperfield. So I've got like two and a half done. Oh, so. well, that's still progress. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm going to be reading Touch soon and that'll mm-hmm. be uh, one of my verbs. So. Oh, that's good. That's what I've been trying to do. It's like I can't get to my original list. So all the books I'm reading, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, just shove them into the categories. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of these that I can think I can make work. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's so, still good. How about you? How many have you got so far? I am actually doing a lot better than I expected. <laughs> um, I have completed eight of the four books. Wow. Yeah. That's. I mean, I, I finished a lot more than I thought I was going to. So... Um, I think I have exclamation, creature, adjective, and body part left. Wow, um, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that, I th- um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. Five, <laughs> five of the books were audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what really helped me. <laughs> so see, that's what I'll do if mm-hmm. I, you know... If I hit May and I'm still this far behind, I'll just mm-hmm. load up my phone with audiobooks. And yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay. Yep. Um, yeah, it, the audiobooks really helped me, I think. Um, but the audiobooks that I have listened to for, for these categories were f- fabulous. They were so good. So, like, no regrets. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always good when you have a good audiobook and good narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, better than I expected. So I don't know when I'm going to get to the other four um, because I do not think our next eclectic books, eclectic readers book is going to work. Uh. <laughs> no, it probably isn't. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to figure it out somehow. <laughs> eh, you've got a little bit of time. You're yeah. a much, much better place <laughs> than I am. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, my momentum's kind of slowing down now. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, but I'll make it through. We'll make it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, and uh, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. Like the people that are participating with the books that they've completed for each category is so interesting. And 
Um, there's been a little conversation going on the Goodreads thread um, and a little bit on Litzy. So that's been great. It's been so fun. Um, seeing what people are choosing for their categories. <laughs> yeah, and it's been great, like, having people on that Goodreads thread, like, encouraging each other. It like, mm -hmm. makes me feel like, yes, I can still do this. I'm behind, but I can still do this. Yeah, everybody is really encouraging, and it's like, and I love how, like, yeah, this this didn't work out for my category, so I'm going to choose this book instead. <laughs> yeah, so mm -hmm. it's that's been good. Yep. I feel like we should reward such, you know, encouragement. Exactly, and I I think you were, um, you have something there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and we do. Oh, my gosh. Woo. <laughs> um, it's so exciting. Uh, we have Uppercase Box from UppercaseBox.com um, who is going to uh, offer the winner of our Mads Lips Challenge and Eclectic Readathon, which we'll talk about in a moment, um, a one-month subscription to their box, which is really cool. Um, if you haven't heard about Uppercase Box, it's a month monthly book subscription that's focused on YA. Um, so each month they will send you a book um, that they kind of curate and see and figure that you know most of the subscribers would like and then they'll send um, a few items related to that book uh, so go ahead and check out uppercasebox.com to see some of the previous boxes they're really really nice stuff <laughs> um, when I was looking on their page did you happen to check check them out no because I don't want to steal the <laughs> uppercase box for myself <laughs> because I love subscription boxes and I subscribe to none of them yet because I, I can't decide. <laughs> so I'm going to wait until after we record, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to go and get greedy because now that we've announced we're giving it away, I can't keep it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. You cannot keep the box. Um, I actually am a subscriber to a monthly subscription box. It is not bookish um, because, like I said previously, we're mostly digital family. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep right. the you know, amount of books down to a minimum. Um, but I love my subscription box. Um and stars monthly hollow just to put uh, stars monthly yeah. hollow, stars hollow monthly just to put out there. <laughs> I know what you meant, and mm -hmm. like all the stuff that you've gotten that you've like posted has been mm -hmm. really really awesome. So I'm also mad yeah. jealous of that one. Yeah, it's been <laughs> pretty fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, before we go off topic to Gilmore Girls, <laughs> well, or subscription box, uh, boxes, which is not quite off topic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and if we talk about Rory, then we can totally get into books. I mean, it totally work out. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that that's really exciting. Um, unfortunately, this only applies to those who are in the U.S. or Canada. Um, but if a winner happens to be out of the area, we'll uh, give an alternate prize for you. So don't worry, you will not miss out on anything bookish. So we um, love you too. <clears throat> yes, we do not want to forget all our non-American um, or Canadian or yeah or Canadian friends out there. So. Yeah. They are like also wonderfully fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note. Eclectic Readathon. We have a time set. Yay! Yes. I know. I'm so excited. I don't. Me too. It's I, been too long. I know. I know. Um, I know. We tried to do December, but it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Things <laughs> happened. Yep. It's okay. We're back on. Um, so, our Eclectic Readathon will be the evening of June 23rd, which is a Friday, to the evening of June 21st, Saturday, um, 8 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, it'll be just 24 hours of straight reading. Yes. Or as much as you can, because I know I can't read for 24 hours straight. <laughs> that is um, the weekend of the last day of school. 
Nice. So I'm really hoping that my husband will reward me Mm -hmm. by allowing me to actually read for 24 hours (laughs) straight. That's such a great way to start your break. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Excellent Excellent choice on our parts. Although that's not why we chose it, but good job us. Yeah, it worked out. (laughs) Yes. Um, But um, as some people will know, if if they've participated in our previous eclectic readathon we don't we don't just read um we do a couple other things we have check-ins and we have a scavenger hunt that goes on throughout the whole readathon um so for the check-ins it's every two hours and it's more like a take a small break from reading restrize a little bit and uh, we'll send out a question um like what was one question we asked um what are you eating or Or we asked um, people to come up with a summary of their book that would fit in a tweet. Yes. Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So fun little challenges just to kind of give you a little break, um, to give your eyes a little break and rest. (laughs) And they've always been fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, And people come up with some really creative answers to some Mm -hmm. of these challenges, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have those check-ins. And then the scavenger hunt, um, we give out a list of things that you need to find in the books that you're reading, and each item will have a point designated to it. Um, Based usually on difficulty. Yes, of how hard it is to get that point. So um, one of them was reading to someone else. That was one point because that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Uh, You know, and then um, do you remember one of the hard ones? Um, Usually it involves finding something in a book. Yeah. So it'll be something like a book where somebody goes to the library you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know that right. when you're opening the book that yep. somebody will end up in a library so mm-hmm. <laughs> the enthusiasm yeah. I get when I find something like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I found it <laughs> so the scavenger hunt has been um really fun I like the scavenger hunt um and uh so with that um with the, the second uppercase box that we're going to award, it'll go to the person who has the most points in the scavenger hunt. Um, so, you know, just keep tally of the, the, the things that you're finding and your points, and then whoever has the most will get that box. Um, and then the person who reads the most amount of time um, will also give a prize for a gift card um, because that's awesome to read so much because, <laughs> you know, I'm jealous. <laughs> It gets hard, doesn't it? It does. It really <laughs> but does. But that's all right. Um, yeah, so we'll be giving out those prizes. And, you know, just keep make sure you're keeping good track of your points on mm-hmm. Goodreads. And we'll yes. probably put uh, links out on Twitter and Litzy, mm-hmm. too, so people can get to the thread really easily. Yep. And if you go to eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash eclecticreadathon, all the rules and um, the scavenger hunt and things like that, uh, those will be on there. Um, but the scavenger hunt we won't put out till the day of. <laughs> right. And you can check our Goodreads page. You can see some examples mm-hmm. of challenges and yep. participations that um, mm-hmm. we had the past couple of readathons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we will track everything through Goodreads, although that we will be uh, um, doing checking questions and things like that on Twitter and Litzy as well. So, yep. Okay. I'm excited like yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh it's gonna be so much fun and mm-hmm. i can't wait yep. to be like giving out these prizes people are gonna be so excited i know that the, the box is so cool it's like oh kind of it's want gonna one. be like christmas in the summer 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. For that winner. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on for us. It's exciting. Yep. And even with that, we're still reading because we're awesome. And so this <laughs> month we read Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle Mel- Melton. Um, This book is a memoir by the author. She discusses in it her journey from her adolescence where she had trouble with her body image and suffered from bulimia and alcoholism. And it takes her all the way to the present day almost where she um, all these things built up and began to affect her marriage. And... um, she finds out a really awful secret about her husband and her marriage starts to break down. And so it's about her discovering herself and coping with her, um, her mental health problems through the, um, rebuilding of her marriage, Mm -hmm. I guess is the proper way to say that. Yeah. Yep. So what was one thing that stood out to you in this book, Susan? Um, I think the huge change of opinion throughout the book, for me, um, (laughs) (laughs) so let me explain. (laughs) Okay. So there were parts where I thought, like, this is just, I, I, it was hard for me to relate. I didn't, I kind of didn't like them, not the message that she was uh, getting across, but, like, how she was going about something, and then there were points where I really liked what she, where she was going, and, like, what she was going through, I totally understood, and it was just such a huge gap in between. <laughs> it's like, I kind of feel really conflicted. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I couldn't, I didn't know what to think once I finished the book. I was like, I'm not sure how I should feel so it's weird that that stood out to me, but like it really was like a big factor in how I felt about this book. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, I kind of had similar opinions, not in, quite in the same way, but there were a lot of things that I really liked about this book. There are a lot of messages in the book that I really enjoyed. And yet there's something about the way that some of them came across that I didn't mm-hmm. like. Yep. And I mean, we're going to get into that a little bit deeper in a second. So I'm not going to try and put all the pieces there yet, but it was just, there was like a definite gap between the stuff that I really liked and the stuff that I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I think in the end, I liked more than I disliked. But, mm. you know, the stuff that what didn't quite connect with me really didn't connect. Right. Um, Yeah. And I think it's one of those books, judging by our um, meeting the other night, the IRL meeting, I think it's one of those books that you really, really connect with certain things or you really don't. Yeah. And so I think that's what's happening is some of it's hitting and some of it's not. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put it too. Just, I don't, I'm not sure. (laughs) But the things I liked, I was like, I really, because it, it was, it got to the point where I was reading, I'm like, okay, this is, I, you know, I understand this is really awful what she's going through, but I really didn't start like being like, oh my gosh, I totally can relate to this. I told him, wasn't until like the middle part of the book, you well, know, 
and then it started to kind of wane again towards the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, given all of the tragedy that went through, mm-hmm. she went through, I'm kind of glad you didn't connect you with know? <laughs> But, you know, well, just like, saying. So let's, like, the, the beginning of the book, like... Yeah, let's dig into a little. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I didn't have an eating disorder. I didn't, you know, thankfully, I didn't have to go through that. Um, and I'm sorry that she had to, but... I, it was hard for me to relate to her because I feel like she wasn't quite genuine. Um, because I understood where she was coming from. Like, she didn't feel like she, she felt in. She felt like an outsider. You know, she f- didn't feel like she really was there. Um, that I totally understood. Um, but then after that, it's just like, I don't, I'm not sure I can feel the genuineness of what she was going, you know. Um, I, I, I couldn't catch it. So. And that's interesting because I felt sort of the opposite. I felt yeah. like she was being as genuine as she thought she could. Mm-hmm. But I think given the sensitive nature of the topic, I felt like maybe she she felt like she couldn't reveal more. And that I understood. That I kind of connected with is you can't – you feel like you can't reveal mm. everything about, you know, this problem or this secret that you've been holding on to for a long time. Which yeah. I actually thought about because I was like, oh, but maybe it's just really hard for her to talk about. And then I got really frustrated because she was making me like feel torn about how I felt like she was <laughs> feeling. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. ah, <laughs> what am I supposed to feel? <laughs> yeah, I think she, I, judging by the way she wrote, I feel like she's very, she's a very sensitive person. I felt like that was her way of being like sensitive to herself mm-hmm. was to sort of make it much more make it seem much more simple than it actually was because mm-hmm. I'm I don't think that that's an easy or simple challenge to face no I don't think it is and I think that was I think she made it for me it was a little too simply put because um, it it I didn't feel like it was completely glossed over but I knew she didn't really touch upon it just like she was touching upon the struggle she had with her marriage because um, she like she really went there um, right. And she didn't really talk about like, cause she just talked about the one time she went to therapy, um, for her eating disorder. And then I was like, well, did you go back? Did you have to go multiple times? Like what happened? Like, I know this is like something that, you know, people can struggle for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, and then she mentions way back later in the book, oh yeah. And like, you know, I had to go to therapy like multiple times for my eating disorder. And now I'm going back to therapy, you know, for, my marriage and it's like well you should have put that in the beginning (laughs) because I was really curious and I feel like that's what kind of um affected how I was thinking about how she was talking about her eating disorder yeah um she definitely kind of glossed over a few points there like she like you mentioned she doesn't talk a whole lot about how she overcame the eating disorder or the alcoholism for that matter Mm -hmm. um she basically talks about you know, she became pregnant with her son and then she decided, nope, I'm done with right. these things, mm-hmm. which of course I can't imagine it was that easy, no mm-hmm. matter, you know, how much you love your child. I know exactly. she loves her chi- children, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is sort of something she kind of skips over. And I'm assuming that's also part of the fact that this book was supposed to be mostly about her marriage, but... Mm-hmm. When she wanted to tie it all together, I felt like there should have been a little bit more because I actually became concerned. The first part of this book gave me a great deal of anxiety Mm. because of the fact that she was going through all of these things. And there are certain things that can be very hard for me to read about despite 
the fact that, you know, mm. I haven't, of course, had these particular experiences myself. Right. But it gave me a lot of anxiety to read her going through these experiences. And then she became pregnant and I became even more anxious because I was like, this isn't going to be easy for her. And how is that going to affect her child and her husband right. when it you know, rears its ugly head again? And she only mentions it once. And again, it's sort of in passing that she wrote on her blog that she had a relapse, mm. but she doesn't talk about how that relapse affected her. She didn't right. ta- doesn't talk about how that relapse affects her family. And I know it must have. And, mm-hmm. you know, was she okay? Did she have to get help? Right. Like, just, and that, mm-hmm. yeah, that worries me, of course, as, you know, a mother and a wife and, you know, a teacher who works with children. Like mm-hmm. these, these are things, hard things for people to go through. Yeah, it really is. And I think it would have been really helpful, I think, to see that this is a struggle that we go through all the time and it can affect these certain things. And here's how I kind of made it through, you know, out of, true. I would have yeah. liked to kind of see that a little bit. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you that there was kind of a gap there and it did give me a lot of anxiety at the beginning of the book. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, guys. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, you know, it seemed to like even out and she went more into her marriage and I felt a little better. Not that she was feeling better. Right. (laughs) Yeah. The marriage portion was something that I really related to um because i feel like every couple has like a communication problem sometimes not really a problem like you just you're two different people you know <laughs> yeah you're bound to have some miscommunication um and i liked how she she tried really hard and her husband um to make it work you know to actually work on their marriage um, yeah. that was really nice to see because sometimes, as um, you know, with the statistic they throw around that, you know, 50% of marriages end up in divorce, um, it's nice to see someone really working on their marriage and really trying hard um, to uh, keep the family together and become better people, you know, not necessarily fix things, but more understanding, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it definitely... Yeah, despite her anger um, toward her husband, it definitely seemed that as they continued to work, that they were both trying to continue to work and mm-hmm. they were trying to be supportive of each other as well as the, of themselves. Right. And um, yep. I think that is what actually strengthens a relationship between two people is when you are not just trying to support yourself, but you're also trying to support the other person. Mm-hmm. I, right. And I think that about any relationship, a friendship or a marriage or what. But Sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that was, that was one thing that frustrated me a little bit was that, um, it, it, I mean, her husband was terrible. <laughs> like, he did a terrible thing. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you jerk. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it took her a long time to own up to some of the things that she was having problems with in the marriage. Um, and she continued to put all the blame on her husband. And I didn't think that was quite fair. Um, I think a lot of the blame was him. You know, what he did was very, 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 very wrong. <laughs> um, but at the same time, when she was talking about how she was good at communicating and all that, and I think that goes back to what we are talking about with her kind of glossing over certain things at the beginning of the book is like, maybe she isn't as good as communicating as she thought she was. Like she thought she was good at communicating. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I hear you. And that's kind of leading me up to um, my next point, mm-hmm. actually, um, or my next question, I should say, um, which is that, you know, she reveals a lot of personal information about herself and about her husband. Um, mm-hmm. now, uh, she, along with her struggles with bulimia and um, alcoholism, she also has a lot of problems with sex. Right. And as an adolescent and a young adult, she uses sex to sort of make people like her mm-hmm. um, and attract men to her. And she's trying to get something out of it, but she doesn't really enjoy it um, personally. Right. And that carries into her marriage. And then we find out that her husband is a sort of sex addict, I guess, is what she's implying. She doesn't actually use those words. Yeah. But he um, hides porn. He has a series of one-night stands and cheats on her. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically only knows how to communicate through sex, whereas she only knows how to communicate on a conversational sort of cerebral mm-hmm. level. Right. And they don't communicate well with each other. Mm-hmm. And she reveals all of this very openly – uh, um, in her discussion of her marriage and her relationship, both with her husband and describing some of her, um, I don't want to say previous relationships because she doesn't really go into that, but like sort of previous encounters with men. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about these things. Do you think that that was too much? Did she reveal too much of herself about those things, especially given that she doesn't reveal a whole lot of herself in her other problems that she deals with. And I, I think you just made a good point right there. It's like she talks so much about her relationship and her relationship with sex, yet she doesn't talk about these certain things. <laughs> um, it, it felt it felt a little like it was too much because I don't feel like it was a balanced amount of information she was giving. Um, but at the same time, I think some of it was important because I think it was a huge part of the struggle she was going through. So I think it was kind of necessary for her to touch on that, you know? Right. Um, But at the same time, it's like, okay, I kind of get it now. Um, How did you move forward from here? So in what, in certain aspects, I feel like it was too much, but in in other ways, like, I think, I think she just like, just made it. Like she was almost going way past that line and she was just like right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it occurred um, it occurred to us the other night that, um, you know, she has three children. Mm-hmm. And especially in this day and age, you know, kids are hyper aware of, you know, whatever anybody puts out there on the Internet. And she has a blog. You know, she has a Facebook following. And now she has a couple of books out. Right. Um, and this one specifically about her marriage. And, like, is it too much... For them to have for for her to have out there, given her family circumstances, given the fact that she's got these three kids out there, and they've made she made a really big point of trying to keep it from them, like right. trying to be like, hey, you know, your dad and I are working on this. They were going to try not to let this affect you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, um, I think I mean they're still young. So 
they probably aren't aware and they might not be aware of it until they're older. I don't think any of them are in high school yet. The oldest one might be getting close. Yeah. Judging, I'm judging by how long they'd been married right, right. when all of this went down. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's, it's fine because I don't see a child, you know, seeking out a, a book like that. Um, I know kids talk, so maybe like a friend's, a friend's parents read it and told that friend and the friend told the child, you know? Um, yeah. But I feel like the, uh, she would, I feel like then she's ready to have a certain amount of conversation with their kids. Um, towards like, oh, hey, you know, this friend told me about this one thing in the book you wrote. Um, if she, if she wasn't ready for that conversation, I wouldn't have thought that she would have written, written anything like that. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way. I I was thinking of it from like the child's perspective. Like Mm -hmm. if it was me and then I heard from my friend, like, oh, my mom read your mom's book and, uh, you know, your mom talks about like how terrible the sex between her and your dad was. (laughs) Like, I'd be like, hmm. I don't know that I'd want to hear that about my parents. Right. No, um, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would think the child would be pretty upset and like weirded out. Um, you would think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that she would need to be ready then to have that conversation, you know? Yeah. Not if they're younger, maybe not like super detailed, but like maybe like here's why I decided to write this. And, you know, because um, if you weren't, then it'd be really awkward. And I feel like the child would be, not resentful, but just really confused, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think you make a good point. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. That She is actually very careful about the way she communicates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she probably did think very hard about what her children were going to say. Yeah. When and it I'm... was finally time to present this <laughs> information to them. Yeah, and I liked, um, especially when she was, she only, t- it wasn't talked about a lot. But she was talking about body image to her children, especially to her girls. Um, and I was like, I really like that. I appreciated um, her mentioning something like that to her daughters, especially because she was going through so much, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, like she's, she's really aware of what she's telling her children. And I, I like that. That's, like, I, I, that's a good thing in my book. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm going to skip down to that. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask about how you felt about the body image issues and the way they were presented in this book, because that is one of the message that I actually really liked. I liked it. Um, because I mean, regardless of having an eating disorder, um, having body image issues is such a huge thing in to say today's society and any sort of talk, um, I think is really important. And I liked how she addressed that to her girls. I wish I'd seen a little more of that. I know it was more focused on, like, her and her marriage, but, <laughs> um, like, she really stressed that, you know. It was about how you felt and not how you really looked um, that was important. And I appreciate any sort of message like that. And I, I also really like that, too. Yeah, I really, really liked that. And um, some of the ways she would speak about those things were like a little cheesy. Like if she wrote a parenting book, I think it'd be interesting (laughs) to work, like to read and to work from. Mm -hmm. But it's not something I 
might necessarily like use as like this is my parenting guide because mm-hmm. of like the cheesy way some of it came across but I liked the message behind that um, mm-hmm. yeah I liked the fact that like you said she focused on like these things aren't necessarily good or bad in and of themselves it's the way you know people use them it's the way people perceive them mm-hmm. that make them good or bad and right. you have to focus on making sure that you know you're just presenting yourself in a way that makes you feel confident and happy right yeah and <laughs> respond to people from that point mm-hmm. yeah and going back to the the cheesy aspect of some of her writing um i listened to the audiobook <laughs> And it that really came out because she was reading the book. <laughs> oh, she read her own book. Yeah, she read her own book. Okay. And some of the pa- parts she read, I was like, this is, I can see why people thought it was a little preachy or cheesy because the way she was reading was like, I was not too thrilled about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but anyways, so that's a little tangent. But, but yeah, regardless of cheesiness or not, like any kind of positive body image, um, talking about health is really important to me. Um, and I appreciated the way she talked about it to her kids. So, yep, that's a, that's a big good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like that. I think, I mean, she makes a whole big point about... Um, why she does the things she does, like why she dresses the way she does and why she um, sleeps with men and does drugs the way she does. And it's all, a lot of it is related to the way she felt about herself. And it started very young for it her. It did. I th- she said she was, what, 10, right? I thought I think 10 was what she 10? said. Okay, yeah. That's and super young. It is. And... um you know, I think it's happening to kids younger and younger that they're picking up these body image issues. Mm-hmm. And so I like that she started with her girls young. I think her youngest girl at the time she starts talking to them about body image issues is um, like five years old or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And so I think that it's great that she's starting young with this is how you should look at your body. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm recognizing that, you know, kids are getting, you know, yeah. smaller and smaller when these messages are coming across. And in some ways, it's kind of sad. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, kids need to be kids. They don't need to worry about their body image. <laughs> like, yeah. Please. <laughs> they don't need to worry about, am I being sexy or not? And is that okay? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're, yeah. You're five. You know, worry about the magic school bus. Yeah, it's like go play, like go get messy, go get dirty, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's um, yeah, I I did like the way she uh, handled that. It mm-hmm. was a good message. Um, I kept saying like this book is very much um, you know, exactly what people stereotype in Oprah's book club book as. Yeah. Because it's got these very important <laughs> message and this really big overcoming these problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yet it's coming across in like happy and positive and preachy. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't Wild an Oprah book club pick? Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, not to bash on Wild, but I liked this one better. Um, I, I slightly like this one better than Wild too. Yeah. Um, well, I, what I found was interesting about this book 
is that I feel like the author really, you know, focuses on the problems and Mm -hmm. faces them and takes them seriously. Yeah. Um, And I did appreciate that, even if sometimes, you know, it came across as like preachy. Yeah, the... The preachy part for me really came out when she was trying to find herself while she was going through um, the hardships with her husband, um, where she was going to, like, uh, that breathing class. Oh, yes. I was going (laughs) to ask about that. Um, Which is fine. Like, if you need to go to a breathing class to, like, help you find your center and, like, but I feel like the way she wrote about it was was a little preachy like she was saying like this is how it happened and this is why it worked and this is how it should be and um finding her church it's like I'm glad she found her church but I feel like that too was also a little preachy of the way she was how she was going about it and how she was talking about it it's like I kind of was turned off by that (laughs) yeah um I mean you know, and this, I, it could just be the way she sees things. I mean, a lot of this is very simple, and I'm told, I, I don't actually follow her blog me, or her Facebook, but I'm told that this is actually how she writes, generally speaking. It's mm-hmm. like the simple sentences. Um, so that could just be just part of who she is. It just doesn't yeah. necessarily strike a chord with me. Right. Um, yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm glad, like, I'm glad you're doing this, because... Whatever helps you find yourself in a very healthy way is great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then how she was talking about it made it seem like this is, like, how you need to do it and how it should be done, like um, the process of her finding a church. Um, like, I know for certain people it is very important to find a church that you like and you can connect to. Um, however, <laughs> she, I couldn't help but feel she was a little uppity on how she was finding that church. <laughs> um like okay I get it you know you want to find a church that you can connect to you don't have to like go bash these churches to find your you know what I mean like she wasn't really bashing it but she was kind of talking down to them (laughs) yeah and I think that happens a lot in parts of the book where she's got her guard up Mm -hmm. um, like when she's got her guard up around her husband she's like well he did this and he did that and you know, I am a better person because I am doing these things. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily the way she wanted the meaning to come out. Mm-hmm. But it does take on a preachier tone when you can tell that she's got her guard up approaching a situation. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think, you know, she makes it kind of sound throughout other parts of the book that she's really trying to be like fair about things and trying to keep things in perspective for herself. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell when she's having trouble with that. Yeah, her tone definitely changes. And I think that was one of the frustrating things for me about the book, um, which is why I was felt I just felt so torn. It's like I really like these things that you're talking about and the point and the messages you're 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 talking about, but it's like I really am not enjoying the tone of your voice. <laughs> um, like it's kind of turning it off for me. Well it's just a go a different way for a second like we were talking about like how this is kind of like you know one of those stereotype of a books like wild maybe um would this book be different if these authors didn't all fit this profile um like just mm-hmm. like wild author is 
white. Mm-hmm. She is well off enough that, you know, when she gets sick, they can just pick up, leave everything behind and move to Florida. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Is, would it and in you know while she's well off enough that she can just pick up and leave go hiking for a year right. um would these would this book have been different if the author weren't someone white and fairly well well off um that's a good question because i would want i want to say yes it, it'll it would probably be different um but at the same time, I feel like part of the problem was the style of writing. So I don't know, because if, if a person of color happened to go through this, but they like had the same sort of tone, I may have not still liked it. Okay. Um, yeah, I could see that. If your problem is more in the writing than in mm-hmm. the yeah. presentation of the story itself. Right, Um but I th- yeah, I think it would be different, only because um, the the uh, say a person of color happened to do go through this thing um, with the marriage, you know, with problems like that. Um, maybe they can't afford therapy, you know, so they have to figure out something in a different way. Um, so. I think it would be a different story. I, you know, it might be more quote unquote interesting, you know, (laughs) I I would hate for someone to go through this. That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, we know that, you know, many women go through this, whether they're, you know, white or people of color or, Mm -hmm. you know, wealthy or not wealthy, you know, many people go through these issues, which is why they're so important to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so that was the conversation that, um, I thought was really interesting to have is Mm -hmm. these books tend to fit this profile. And if they didn't like what, you know, how would we perceive it? Right. And I do think it would be really, really interesting because it wouldn't fit that stereotype. Mm -hmm. Um, And you would get to see a different kind of approach yeah, rather than somebody kind of, you know, leaving everything behind to face this one program. A problem, sorry. Um, because if, for example, you're not wealthy, you can't leave everything behind. Right. You know, you've got to consider mm-hmm. your other responsibilities as you solve this problem. Right. It might be a harder book to read, I think, because of how difficult it would be for the um, the author. But I would really be interested in reading that book. Yeah, I think I think we just need in this particular sort of memoir genre, um, there needs to be more people of color, more people of different class status. Um, I, I think it, it, there just needs to be more of that because not everybody is white and well to do, you know. Um, not everybody has like. And the author um, talks about it a lot, is how she has a really great family structure. Um, yeah. And not everybody has that. Um, I think it would be really interesting to read a different sort of person and see how they get through it, how they struggle through it. Um, yeah, because it's just, for me, it's the same thing, you know, <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah. 
And it would be a different set of challenges. And yep. I think, you know, as we've mentioned, these are really important issues mm-hmm. to discuss. Nobody um, likes to talk about these things. And sometimes they can be very difficult mm-hmm. to discuss. But well, things don't become easier and it doesn't help people who are suffering through them to pretend they don't happen. Right. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of what the pro- a lot of the problem that the author and her husband went through to begin with is she was having these problems with sex and she felt like she couldn't talk about it because everybody looked at her as if she were crazy mm-hmm. when she did and right. her husband had issues with sex and he was like well you know this is just normal isn't it yeah and it you know yeah nearly tore them apart as people not to mention you know, hurt their marriage deeply. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you can't talk about these things, the people who are suffering them really, really suffer. Yeah. And I know we're running out of time, but I did want to, this is one thing that I found interesting and I thought that I liked about this book um, was talking about how society kind of molded them. Like they felt right. like this is what they had to do. And I was like, this is important. Um, this is what society is telling us that we need to do, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and I really like that, like to touch on that. Um, I think there needs to be more of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there, I think society should be a lot more focused on other things than body image anyways. Right. But I mean, if you're going to try and mold somebody's body image, then, you know, be careful about how you yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, and like um, what the, the person's role is in the marriage. Like she thought she had to be this perfect wife and like, you know, cook everything like perfectly. And he had to do this, these specific things. And it's like, it shouldn't be that way. You know, we're in a modern society. Things like roles have changed. Like you should be comfortable in talking about what you really want to do and what your part is in the marriage. Yeah. You know. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, well, given all that, the end of the book is the two of them sort of reconnecting and promising to kind of be there in the marriage. How did you feel about that? Um, I thought it was sweet. Um, but <laughs> but then I like looked her up online. Yeah afterwards you know yeah and then i can i talk about this yeah of course she talks about it on her blog and okay that's kind of where i was going with it anyway so please go for it and that she's gotten a divorce yes (laughs) and she's getting remarried which is fine um but it's like okay so what happened you know because this book came out late last year yeah, it came out in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so September 2016, and we're reading it now in mm-hmm. April, right? <laughs> 2017. <laughs> so it's been about six months, and mm-hmm. in that six months, she has gotten divorced, um, started a new relationship, and I guess she's getting married. I hadn't heard that part. Yep, she's engaged. Um, <laughs> and apparently, the when she was. Um, and I'd actually appreciate this story, but when the book was about to come out, she sort of realized that 
this marriage wasn't, you know, wasn't mm-hmm. working out. Right. And so she decided to get a divorce. And she said, you know, well, I have this book coming out that's all about my marriage. I should probably <laughs> let, like, my publishers or whoever know right. that this is coming. <laughs> and so she did. And they were like, um, do you want to hold off on announcing that? Like, and she was like, no, she thought about it and she was like, no, it wouldn't be honest, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. I, yes. I, I like yes. the fact that she thought, <laughs> you know, honesty was a better policy. Mm-hmm. Just the timing is terrible. It but. was. I was like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I liked the fact that um, the book ends kind of with them promising to be there for each other, there for themselves, there mm-hmm. for the family and, you know, basically be present in the marriage. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but given how soon after publishing, I don't know how long it took for this book to get published, but I don't know, given how soon after publishing it wasn't working anymore Mm -hmm. and she's moved on, like, no, it, it sort of throws the reader for a loop. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, uh, one question that I, I know I don't have here is, you know, I don't know what you expected from the book and I'm kind of curious what you personally expected from the book. I, um, when I was told this book was about the, you know, breakdown of the marriage, mm-hmm. um, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is going to be like a really sad book. And then it kept being so optimistic mm-hmm. and I felt a little better. And even though, um, Megan who picked this book, she mentioned that the author was getting divorced mm-hmm. or, had gotten a divorce i was like well this seems a little bit more uplifting like maybe you know maybe there's more to the story maybe she's not you know maybe they're separated they're not really getting a divorce yet or whatever so i went back and i checked and that's how i found the story about the publishing and everything right so i mean i think part of the trouble of this book is the expectations with what you think is happening versus what actually happens Mm -hmm. and versus how the story turns out yeah and i think i don't I don't know if it was in the summary or if I heard somewhere else like, oh, yeah, she's divorced, but this is her and her husband trying to make it through the marriage. So what I was thinking was they go through this therapy, they come to an agreement, they like figure things out together, and then they realize they're not, they they shouldn't be married is what they re- came to a realization, but it was amicable. Um, and that's kind of how I was thinking it was going to end. I wasn't thinking about renewing their vows. I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I was kind of just kind of hoping that, like, maybe there was some kind of mistake, like, she wasn't really getting a divorce, or, mm-hmm. like, I was missing part of this picture, mm. and the part of the picture that I was missing wasn't the part that I liked, was the part where they decided, nope, they're getting divorced. Right. <laughs> um, uh. You know, I would like for people who, to go through, who go through struggles to have happy endings, mm-hmm. so yeah. I know that doesn't always happen. Yeah, but for the book, it's it's a fine ending for the book. But in yeah. the grand scope, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. I was I was thrown off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, at this point, I usually ask, "Did you like it?" I think we've kind of made our feelings clear. But did you yeah. like it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it was like a solid three out of five. <laughs> like, I liked it, but there were a lot of things I didn't like. Um, there were a lot of things I just had issues with, but then there were a lot of things I really liked. Um, so it just kind of evened out to a middle. Yeah. Three. 
Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't probably revisit it unless I want to like revisit some of the body image stuff to, you know, discuss with my own daughter one day because I right. did like those messages, but. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are yeah. other books that are like just completely fo- only solely focused on body image, you know. So yeah, just but that's the only part I can think about coming back to. So yeah, I I liked that it made me think about those things, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to come up faster than I would like it to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, it was just it was fine. Yep, I agree. <laughs> um, what I am excited about is our next book. So next time on Eclectic Readers, we're going to be reading Romeo and or Juliet by Ryan North. And this one is a Romeo and Juliet choose your own adventure. And (laughs) I'm super, super excited about this. When I read the description, um, the description is full of questions like, what if Juliet got buff instead of moping after Romeo? (laughs) Stuff like that. Uh, I thought that was really, really hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've I've only read through a few endings, so I will be happy to revisit this book. <laughs> well, um, Kim and I both shared that our uh, childhood, you know, everybody had some choose-your-own-adventure in their childhood. Sure. Our childhood choose-your-own-adventures were often full of anxiety because we wanted to know as many of the endings as possible, and we wanted to try all the different paths and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we expect to have a little bit of choose-your-own-adventure anxiety, but I still think this is going to be super, super fun. <laughs> Yes, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, if you are looking for that book or any information about any of the other books we've discussed today, you can check out our show notes at eclecticreaders.fireside.fm slash 34. And if you are looking for Susan, Susan is about to tell you where you can find her on the internet. Yes, you can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and let's see at Duri Kaicho, which is R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. And where can people find you, Jeanette? Well, you can find me on Goodreads and let's see at J-M-T Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A. And you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Jeanette, D-R-J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. And... If you subscribe in your favorite podcatcher right now, you will never miss an episode, so you'll be sure to get any of our extra episodes or our Romeo and or Juliet next month right to your phone. Um, And you can also go and rate and review us on iTunes, and that would really, really help us out. It helps other bookish people find us. And I think that's about all for today. So let's shelve this until next month. All right. We'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.